Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. And welcome to the Bink at Night, little special edition of the night. Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez, players only was supposed to be the night. But one of the players in players only is still here. You might know him as former NFL or Chiefs ambassador, Sean Barber. What's up, Barbershop? Man, always. Hey, listen, I'm not trying to steal. Bink and Barber, baby. Yeah, we talking. Yeah, we I ain't talking. trying to steal no thunder from Bink at Night. That thing got some ring to it. You know what? You got some cachet. You got a following. My wife loves your show. She says, man, listen, Barber, it's a lot of personalities at Odyssey 6. Jay Binkley, that's the guy you got to hook your wagon up to. So, Bink and Barber, if they ready for it. It sounds good, though. Bink and Barber sounds good. Or Barber and Bank, either way you want it. I don't nah, care. Nah, man, you, you're the premiere. Well, I mean, it'd be a good show. You, you Batman, I'm Robin. You know, I was the guy that capped out in high school, and you're the guy that capped out in the NFL. Yeah, Very similar path. We both capped out, right? They're both defensive guys, though. I was a linebacker, too. Eventually, everyone has to retire. The game retires you. No, Nobody wants to retire. I just retired incredibly early. Yeah. And I, what, by my choice, just I lack speed, agility. <laughs> I mean, a lot of those things, except for strength, I got that, but I, I lacked agility, speed. Uh, eye placement's terrible. Mm. Father it, was not a coach. Okay. Hand I mean, I couldn't, have made it, yeah, I couldn't have made it the combine, but I kept out at a very young age. Uh, I was more of a chess player, and I started to look at the angles and some of the, the all the behind the scenes stuff that went together with football. I never really liked football, uh, but I just I liked to compete, and so the competition that I saw that was going on on the gridiron between those white lines, man, I just it kind of sparked my interest. How in the hell does a guy that didn't like football play in the NFL? Now, you can ask my friends growing up, man. I was I, like, man, listen, all that contact, I wasn't into it, man. I was like, coach, find me a spot on that football field. That, who who doesn't have to hit anybody? And he was like, there's a position called safety. It's the safest position on the field. And I'm like, <laughs> that makes sense. Put me out there. It's like just 20 yards deep over the ball, right when it's hiked, back up. You played one of the most physical positions in the league. Yeah, that shows you, like, life sometimes change is eternal. Everybody has to deal with change. So I went from the safest position on the field to the one of the, yeah, not for long type positions on the field. Chess wasn't going to work out for you? <laughs> no, nah, chess – uh, whatever move it is when you take the king in the tower and, and swip him, flip him or something like that, hey. right? that that move would get me every time. So I got a little bit mad with the chess. Checkmate. You know what? I, I'm, I'm pretty good at chess. Like I said, I'm I'll pretty good. I'll play chess with you sometime. I like playing chess. Yeah, I think you'll beat me. It's a lot better than checkers. I like chess better. Yeah, checkers, come on, man. That's like, yeah, that's a waste of your time. Well, Barbara, this is fun season, man. This is the playoffs. This is what we wait for. This is what we live for. It's the postseason. You played in seven of these playoff games, so you're you're well accustomed uh, to playing in the NFL playoff system. All the games you've been a part of, mm. and all the games you've watched. Because I was asked this question, Barber says, "Is that the best game you ever saw with the Chiefs?" And I, I'm real hesitant 
to be a prisoner of the moment, right? Yeah. Because that you know how things are, Barbara, nowadays. It's the best thing ever, 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 ever. It's like, wait, football did exist before 2000. Mm-hmm. Football existed before 1990. There was great games in the National Football League. Yes, that was a fantastic – I can never remember a finish as good as that one was. But even Pat Mahomes was asked about it. He was asked by CDOT. He said, Wasp or 13 seconds? And he still went Wasp. See, the one thing about the Super Bowl when you trail double digits – they got a ring for that. Mm. Hell, you even got a ring for that. <laughs> and they have a banner that flies forever because of that. So, yes, that game still, to me, was the end-all, be-all. Because you know what? I'd rather have that than that Bills game. Because I could have lived had they lost that, but they got a Super Bowl. So, yeah, feel pretty good. Yeah, like you said, for the moment, um, I think it's in everybody's mind. That was that was an outstanding finish. Uh, it, was, it was a tough game. It was, you know, Battle of Titans going back and forth. Man, but so much fireworks in the last two minutes. 25 points, uh, four or five, whatever, uh, point changes or within lead two changes within two minutes in overtime. I mean, that's ridiculous. And most then, ever, or most ever within in a playoff game within the final two minutes. The only game that scored more was 28 points when the Vikings and Ravens did it in the regular season. Back in like 2013, but as far as playoffs, that, was that it. had everything. And what a great game. And here's the funny thing about it, Sean. I'll get your opinion on this. So I went on. We do these hits. I'm sure you do them, too. You go on. You talk about the game, the Chiefs yeah. and the game, the matchup. You know what I'm talking about. You, we bring people on this station, too, and do the same thing. And we did Buffalo. And I went on the same show Alex Gold did uh, last week talking Chiefs and Bills. Gotcha. From some Buffalo Bills guys. Then they asked me if I'd come back on Monday to talk about the aftermath. I said, sure. And then they asked Alex Gold the next day, can you come? Like, how many days you want us? <laughs> because... I hate to quote Belichick here, but I'm on the Cincinnati man. Yeah, and yeah. they're crying about overtime, and they're just and they're just throwing. I mean, the tears from Western New York are just flooding. It's like, first of all, Butker missed a field goal on an extra point. He's a 91 percent career accuracy kicker. If he makes those, we ain't even talking about 13 seconds. All right, that's one thing. Two, you told me you, which they did. It's the truth. You had the number one defense in the NFL. Number one DVOA defense, number one scoring defense, and you couldn't stop the Chiefs. Chiefs wanted overtime changed a couple years ago. You didn't want it. Never even got to a vote. Spare me the tears. I mean, there was only four penalties for 25 yards in that game, Sean. It was like the most even go out and just play football game I've ever seen. I was so, so, so glad that the refs did not want to be seen or heard or felt. They allowed the the, the players to go make plays. They allowed they did. The, they allowed the the you know that's what people want to see, man. They want to see these guys. They don't want a game to be uh, determined by a um, personal foul, fi- any any kind of flag. And so, uh, yeah, I was on I was on a couple of different uh, podcasts with some um, some guys from Buffalo, and uh, man, they was they was they, yeah they got their you know what's all up in the knot about the cheetah not getting penalized for the taunting on his touchdown for shooting the peace <laughs> sign, and you know was is it still taunting even if the guys in front of you? I'm like, I, you know, that's like you got to decide that. I guess it's a determination. You got to like look at them and make sure it's taunting. But if you just have them up and you're not even looking that direction, you can do that. But if they're not going to take the touchdown back. It's going to be on the on the well, extra point or the uh, see. I, I, in college I, football, they will pull it back. Well, I think if the taunting happens during the play, because it's still a play going on, I think any personal foul that happens during the play, it goes back to that that mark and they take the yardage off. And so the end of the play doesn't even exist because it's a personal foul during the play. Most taunting does happen as a dead ball. 
I thought after Dizzy he scored. crossed the goal line, but uh, no, nah, he was <laughs> he was way before the goal line. Like he was at the twenty yard line shooting the linebacker to do. The bottom line is it's dumb rule anyway. So it, who cares? It, exactly. So uh, as we get along with that, um, again, like you you can't ask the refs to not be involved and then get mad that they don't get involved. And so everybody, you know, up into that game wanted to see, you know, the referees not to be a part of it. Uh, you know, like they just want to see good, high quality, you know, two two amazing teams play, and that's exactly what they saw. Um, it, it, there's no shame or no disgrace to walk away from that game as a loser. Like, like only only one team could move on, and both teams were worthy. Counterpunch, big haymakers. Both teams showed a, a excellence uh, on the offensive side of the ball, especially uh, to be able to score like that. And then you know, in overtime, uh, one team got a possession, the other team didn't. That's just that's the rules that the game goes by now. You play, you know, you play according to the rules, and we move on. Well, the other thing about it too is, Sean, it's kind of like you are in the position you're in because of what you did with your actions. All right, you lose nine to six to the Jaguars. You yeah. get hammered at home by the Colts, forty-one to fifteen. You lose to the Steelers at home. All right, these are the, the this is the culmination. Ram- That's a culmination the, of mistakes. Six losses. The ramification. The Chiefs were out. Were able to outrun a lot of problems this year with some of the losses they had and tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. Eight, but you know, Buffalo let them back in it. Once they beat the Chiefs, they were the king of the hill. They let the Chiefs right back in it. If that game's in Western New York, maybe they're not crying as much right now this week. But the Chiefs beat them. That game meant a lot though, Sean, because that that's one of those put some uh, legendary status on people. Like Mahomes in the 13 seconds, that's not going away, man. Mm-mm. We still talk about Mike Garrett's 65 horsepower trap from 1970. <laughs> you know, that's not ever going away for Mike. I had one of my football and barbecue podcasts with Mike, and we still talked about that. And he's, you know, does all the Heisman stuff and everything, but he's remembered for that play because Hank was, it was really the first time people were mic'd up. Yeah, Cheetah taking that that that, that route and exploding for a you know, 70 some yard touchdown. Obviously, even from their side, you know. Um, uh, Gabrielle David, um, you know, three, four touchdowns in a playoff game. Um, you know, you know, there were some things on both sides of the ball where guys um, showcased their abilities. And I mean, that's a second year guy at the University of Central Florida uh, being able to showcase on the, on the, you know, on the world stage. He's he's arrived. He wants to, you know, he wants to be a part of something in a big way. And he, I mean, he had a game of his life um, against us. Uh, but then on our side of the ball, definitely, you know, Kelsey with the do it, do it. Right, um, explaining to Mahomes in the middle of a play, like man, we got it. it. Let's do it. Let's 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 steal a couple, you know, ten more yards on this seam route. I'm a, let me push it to the outside. You hit me in stride, baby, and we got it. And then Mahomes actually confirming him during the audible, right, while he's calling the mm-hmm. the play. You know, blue forty nine. Hey, do it, do it, and you can hear it on the mics. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kelsey, that, that's do it, do it. right. That's that's that. Those those memories and those actions are now. Uh, what do you do when you know the times are grim? Go be the grim reaper. Go, <laughs> go, go, go win us the game. I mean, I mean those, those things. You're right. They don't happen if this game is in uh, Buffalo. Um, you know, you never know what would happen. But it doesn't happen if they make the kicks either. Again, exactly, exactly. So, again, you know what? I'm glad the way things worked out. Yes, I would have liked those kicks. Wouldn't like to have to sweat it because I didn't know where the post game shows are going. <laughs> we're going to wrap up that season, or we're going to party and talk about Cincinnati. Ooh. But they won the game, and you get the, the status of 13 seconds. Now Chiefs fans have already what, donated over $350,000 now 
to the Children's Hospital in Buffalo, Amazing, like man. like Kansas City fans do. It's what they do. But it mean three hundred fifty five thousand dollars. I mean thirteen dollars. Thirteen dollars a piece. Yeah. And it, and it got to like one hundred seventy eight thousand. Before it was even really publicized, before we even talked about it on the radio or stories written about it. But that play, I think, with Mahomes, that whole series of thirteen seconds, that's my favorite series. Mahomes is over on the sideline, tacking the Tyree kill. If you get it, go inside. You know, use me as a shield if you want to, right there. And then telling Mahomes, unscripted. Uh, Wink Martindale, the Ravens defensive coordinator, have said this for years when they play the Chiefs. Mahomes will make a backyard football game out of everything. Yeah. That was literally going in your backyard with your uncles and your cousins, drawing in the dirt, and running a play. And he says there's two plays they call. The one they call and the one they run. Mm-hmm. That chemistry, though, that's the stuff you can't buy, you can't coach. You can't do anything about it. You have to have individuals that played with each other a long time. Just kind of know what each other's thinking. Like when you get that part of the NFL, I'm sure you got to that, Sean, where you could trust other people and you felt that trust. Pete Carroll, you know, the coach of Seahawks, once wrote a book called Wim Forever, and it made a lot of sense. He's like, listen, if you're a safety and all you get to do is concentrate on your job, you do it better. But if you're worried about everybody else in front of you, you're worried about the corners, you're worried about saving them. But if you can just concentrate on your job, and that's where they go. The trust, the chemistry, full display right there in that play. I mean, that, that's that's I mean, that's exactly what the Legion is, uh, doom was about, right? When they were, you know, in Seattle, the defense played as one. There's all eleven guys out there playing as one unit, and they were just punching the mouth, man. And uh, uh, to see Kelsey and, and Pat, you know, like you're saying, just talking out some things, and if, hey, if they show that same look, man, we can go ahead and expose it. That yeah, that's that's not a play call. Um, you know, the play gets called one way, but you see certain things and you're able to exploit what the d- defense is lining up and how the middle linebacker is playing too much to the trips, favoring Tyreek way too much. And that, that middle open wide wide open. So Kelsey probably looked at him like, well, why am I going to curl up? I can, I, can take it, I can take it now and get us, uh, you know, instead of it being a 55-yarder, I can make it a 45-yarder. So that's what they did, man. Great adjustment being made. Um, you're right. You cannot, you can't draft that. You can't. It, it, that's not going to happen in the meeting room. That only happens by working on the on the practice field and working and knowing one another, being comfortable around each other. The amount of times in the offseason we see those guys going to different football games and basketball games and, and, and hanging out together and stuff, that type of camaraderie, that's what builds the trust that allows that play to happen the way it did. So uh, when, you, when you see our, our, our stars out um, on social media at the Lakers games and stuff, uh, fan base, let's, let's take it easy on them. And let's not uh, tell them they need to be in there studying playbooks and stuff because sometimes you build some, some, some extra trust with each other outside of the football field that actually help, helps you win ball games. Well, it's the most shell coverage he's seen, the second most in his career that Mahomes has seen. And, you know, that's, that's the one thing about Tyree Kill is and I've heard NFL Network was talking about today. The week before, McDermott was talking about it. Leslie Frazier was talking about it from the Bills. Andy Reid was talking about it. Mahomes talked about it. Tyree Kill will take that seven yards out now and go to the house, right? Like, he doesn't need the nine round. He doesn't need the vertical. He can beat you in the middle. He got 111 catches this year in the NFL. Had to change who he is. Mm-hmm. Third most catches in the NFL. He's become a different guy. And you know what? That stuff will help him in the future, man. He's, so he's not, he, you know, he sheds that label of, you know, just being this deep route guy. No, he's got that, that even Jamar Chase, when he's asked about Tyreek oh, yeah. yesterday, he goes, yeah, he plays 6'10". Because he, he said that Andy Reid said that Jamar Chase t- plays taller than six foot. He plays like <laughs> six four. And he goes, well, Tyree Kill plays like he's six ten. But, man, what he's been able to do, because not just Mahomes that made adjustments. They all did. 
Oh, definitely. I mean, we talk about so individually talking about Terry Kill. It was always his catch radius that was the thing that people were saying about, you know, a guy his size, what, what's that going to do to a, the catch radius? And if you have a quarterback who's not extremely accurate, you really can't have small wide receivers. You need the Megatrons. You need the Randy Moss. You need uh, Justin Jeff. You need guys that have this uh, tremendous long arms to increase the catch radius. Well, but what happens if you do have a accurate quarterback who can pinpoint it and put it right on him on stride? Then you come up with plays like uh, what you saw from Tyreek Hill where he takes that – uh, prevent defense and exploits it for a touchdown. It's the exact same thing he did against the Dallas Cowboys, I think, two seasons ago. At the end of the half, when they was trying to keep us out the end zone and hold us to a field goal, they ran that same play against the Cowboys, and he just outran everybody to the end zone. And you look at the Cowboys' defense like, man, looking around like, what did you want us to do? It, we, we, we were defending the end zone. He catches the ball, and he outruns everybody to individual spots until – yeah, uh, breaking people's angles and everything like that, man. He's, I mean, he's done it multiple times to different teams. That I remember, you know, when I talk about it, uh, one time against the Patriots, that deep bend in route he caught, and both safeties had the angles on him, and he just beat him down the sideline for a touchdown. I think that's the touchdown they threw the beer on him um, out at yeah, out at Foxborough. But uh, it, so it's, so. Ter- it's terrible to waste beer like that. <laughs> I mean, it really is, Sean. Like I almost cry when I spill a beer. How about C. Jones? Did he waste beer? After the game, yeah, I ain't seeing that, man. It's tough. I hate being about three drops got beer, in his man. mouth. I know I hate being wasteful with that stuff, man. Anyway, Sean Barber here, Jay Binkley, Beak at Night, Julio Sanchez producing. Coming up next, though, you guys call it second quarter, I think, when you're your second break, but we'll kind of combine this Bink and Barber thing with uh, players only. Coming up next, I want to talk about what this game means to both quarterbacks next. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hey, welcome back to Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez, but tonight it's Bink and Barber. Sean Barber, used to players only right now. Still got a player only. His name's Sean Barber. And he's a prognosticator, analyst, agitator at times. Emmy award winning. Emmy, are you? What did you win your Emmy for? Uh, I think it was the AFC Championship game, um, the 2019 season, Super Bowl season. You won an Emmy? Yeah, for the pregame show. Really? Yeah, man. I didn't know you were Emmy Award winning. I, you know what? The hell! Listen, you would think I'd be reflected in my paycheck sometimes, but <laughs> I might need to put an asterisk beside my paycheck and say, "Hey, man." Julio, you ever heard of an Emmy-induced paycheck raise? I have not, but I'm here for it. Thank you. I, I'm I'm here with you. I mean, every, well, listen, all ships rise, right? Rising waters, all ships rise. So if Barber's pay go up, everybody's does. So I like that. I think we all should get on board. Hashtag pay Barber. <laughs> Hashtag he's any award winner. <laughs> Hashtag pay Barber. Let's <laughs> see so your number in the NFL. We can do that. Uh, you are 59, 56. 51. 59, 56, 51. I'm 50 59 would be the highest dollar amount, though. You want to tell me. Exactly. I should get a, definitely get a $59 raise. Although now you can wear single digits. What Ooh, would you wear? Four. You'd wear four dollars 100% four. That's the number right there. That was my high, uh, high school number, my uh, University of Richmond number. I played linebacker at Richmond number four. Do you think guys look leaner with the single digits? Uh, you know, I did until I, I saw that. I love when those fat guys wear them, man. Buffalo Bills had this number nine. He was a linebacker. He was six foot, about 250. Man, he was a thick man. That juggle was sticky, running down on special teams. He wanted to fight every single special team snap. He was trying to pick a fight. Uh, Smith Jr. 
I have no idea where he's from. He's like in his fourth year. I looked him up afterwards because I was so impressed by the way how hard he ran on, on special teams. Uh, but, yeah, he wanted to pick a fight with our guys every down, and I remembered him from last year and also the, the previous game. Like, he's always looking for a fight. But that, that single digit, man, just threw me off. You, know, you can't do it in the NFL as far as defensive lineup. In college, they can't. That's why I was like these 350-pounders wearing like a one or a two or something. <laughs> no, seriously, it makes you look, look leaner. But anyway, these quarterbacks, Barb, Barber, Joe Burrow has okay. the distinction, right, of being the only quarterback in NFL history, he's already got it, Okay. to make an AFC or NFC title game within the first two years of being selected number one overall. Mm. Well, you got to think about it. Usually if you're selected number one overall, your team sucks. Yeah. And you got a lot of work to do. You got a lot of work to get that team to a – a title game, but he's done it in two years. You know, they were bad. They were last place last year. He got hurt, and now he's already in the AFC title game. We'll start with Tim before we go to Mahomes. But now Burrow kind of like all the talk was Allen and Mahomes, right? It's the next rivalry. You know, it's the next Peyton, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, right? He heard that too, and I'm sure Mahomes heard it too. But then Joe Burrow has to sit there and hear that too, and now he's the one in the AFC title game. He's heard all about Herbert this year and all the love that he got. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there saying, hey, hold my beer. I'm, a, I'm in the AFC title game. One step away. I'm not kidding. Like, Burrow wanted to be in the talk, and he is. Yeah. I, I mean, like, he can make a legacy by winning this, by beating the Chiefs twice and doing it in the Arrowhead. Think about where his stardom would go if he won. Then we'll talk about Mahomes for a second, but I'm curious what you think about this kid. I mean, I, listen, you know, I love his courage. I love his heart. I love what he did, you know. Hey man, put, he put he put uh, LSU on his back, right, and, and, and carried that team in college. And then he came to the pros, and they didn't surround him with much talent. Um, T. Higgins was a was a weapon. Joe Mixon is a weapon, but the offensive line they never. T. Took Higgins care of. selected right behind Clyde. Um, the offensive line has been a problem there, and they they haven't corrected it. And this 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 young man is uh, he missed you know part of the season last year through the injury. And he's been a warrior out there. He just keeps getting up, keeps getting up. Um, and you would think that the play calling eventually has to change. I remember the greatest show on turf with the Rams. They had uh, Mark, uh, Mike March's offense. Well, they, yeah. were, they would release five receivers every play, no matter what. Five receivers released into the route. Well, defenses realized, like, okay, if you're going to release five, you only got five to block. If we bring six, that means I got an unadulterated hit on your quarterback. Bulger eventually got his bell rung so many times facing that blitz that he just had to stop throwing it. Like he had to, he had to stop facing the music. And I feel like they're, they're doing the exact same thing with this young man. I mean, they're asking him to take these hits in order to make these throws, and he's holding on to the ball at an extra tick keeping his eyes downfield to wait for Chase and T. Higgins to open up, and he's getting, like, mollywopped. He's getting his bell rung. Uh, I just for the, for the future and the longevity of this young man, it, it, just, it doesn't look good the way they have him playing right now. I think they have to change some things to help him be the elite quarterback he can be. Yeah, you know, Steve Spagnuolo was talking about him today because one of the questions is about Joe Burrow. He was sacked nine times. But you go back on that, a lot of it's because he's holding the ball too long, like what you're saying. But this is, what, this, is what, this is the ultimate amount of respect here Spag said about him today. He is special. I agree with you on that. I told you guys last time what I saw of him, um, Brady-like, and I certainly feel the same way coming out of that game. You know, I know the numbers of the sacks, are, but I'll tell you what, when you watch some of those, 
I think there's some of them are really smart intelligence sacks, if there is such a thing. Uh, I think he's smart enough to know that you don't want to make a mistake. He's not turning the ball over. The other thing he's really, really good at, uh, at that moment where he thinks he might get sacked, he protects the football. He's got two hands on that football all the time. And he's slick enough and athletic enough to make a guy miss like he did to us twice in that game. And we had a couple of pressures off the edge. And we got to find ways if we get in those situations again to finish them off. But uh, all of our guys, myself included, have a great deal of respect for this quarterback. You respect him because there's a lot of quarterbacks that get happy feet and won't take that hit. Exactly. Like Burrow gains respect to people because he's willing. Some people talk about it and some people are about it. He's all about it. He is about it. Chiefs ripped his name off the back of his jerseys last time he played. Remember? He didn't yeah. play with the name. Like, what's wrong with Burrow's jersey? He had it ripped off him because he got hit on so many times. He was pounded in that time. Game after the game, his face is all red. He was, but that's where you gain respect. But is he holding the ball too long, Sean? Yes, to wait until somebody come open. So, when you look at those nine sacks, you pitting that all on the line, you putting some of them on him. Oh, most of them are on him. Like the line can, I mean, you got five bodies blocking six guys. That's equal, that's that's easy math. Somebody's coming scot free. You cannot wait for a 15, 16 yard route to develop with a free blitzer off the edge. This runs four or five, it, it just don't add up. And he will. He'll hold on to it, try to duck him. Um, and even when the, the D-line is, is not overloading, maybe they're doing a, a stunt or a twist, his, 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 he has almost too much faith in his offensive line, so he keeps his eyes downfield waiting to, uh, for, for Chase to you know, uncover, to create some separation. And all the while, I mean, the, the defense is just, man, they're, 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 they're just uh, closing down on him. And he just has to do – for, his, for the longevity of his career to be successful, you cannot get hit that much. He, he got hit 22 times last game. 22 hits on a quarterback in one NFL game is ridiculous. And I, I just, at that rate, I, that's why I say it reminds me of those old days. Uh, that's, that's the way defenses started to take care of the uh, St. Louis Rams uh, to get rid of, you know, to, 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 as, a, as a solution to the Marshall Falk and the uh, uh, Troy uh, Holt. And Isaac Bruce, right? That that, that team, hey, they, they were like showing to they was they were it was going up and down the field on everybody, and then all of a sudden defense said, okay, if you're going to keep releasing all your receivers, you're never keeping the running back in the block, you're not you're not trying to protect your quarterback, then we'll take them out, and eventually that's it, it's a it's the sad truth about football. If you're not going to if you as an offensive coordinator are not going to protect your quarterback, then defensively we have to take them out. So on draft night, I was sitting here with Kramer. He was producing the show. And every pick that came up, we talk about it. it when a team come, came on the board, we talk about what their needs were, who we think they're going to pick. All right, we throw it out there. Because I love mock draft show. Yeah. I like them a lot. And he got to the Bengals. Jamar Chase is still there. Offensive line. Now, listen, I'm a, <laughs> listen, I'm a huge college football fan. I know damn well what he did at LSU. Justin Jefferson was number two on that team. Team as good as he is because Jamar Chase was 1,700 yards and 20 touchdowns. Blitnikoff winner. Clyde was on that team. Most powerful offense I've ever seen in college football. Yes. But was. he's sitting there and then Panay Sewell's sitting there. Both of them opt outs. Panay Sewell and Jamar Chase. I said to Kramer, I said, take Jamar Chase because that is going to be a combination to deal with in the future. This is like Mahomes and Kelsey, Mahomes and Hill. Panay Sewell, yes, they need an offensive line, obviously. He sacked 51 times this year, the most in the NFL. They can fix the line. You can't just go get a Jamar Chase. They're going to re-overhaul that offensive line. 
I think they made the right choice grabbing Jamar. I mean, I'm going to go back in revisionary history and say, you know, what hindsight, what 2020, right? Everybody's right when they look back. I'm going to say they made the wrong move. But I was right when back then, though, Barber. Yes, you can consider yourself right. I'm going to say that um, history is going to say that this young man is going to get injured so much that that's going to be the thing that keeps him from being great is going to be some of the injuries. What if they fix their line like the Chiefs did? That's you know How many teams in history have done what the Chiefs did with the offensive line? Is well, there, say a, they, they, they proved it can be done. You got to hit right on two rookies. <laughs> replace every, I mean, but we didn't have a combine this year and beat and, and, on these guys. And it wasn't just the Chiefs. We we the Ravens traded us. Orlando, like like <laughs> stupid. But how, however, that ended up happening. In, in this for, for us to get the line we got. We yes, we thank we're thankful for it. But we it wasn't just has a, some powerful magic juju, man. Man, it wasn't just. Uh, I, I just I don't see teams being able to do that. Um, try to recreate. I mean, if they do, so so be it. But uh, I just. It's more, it's not even the personnel, it's the philosophy. Like I said, you cannot yeah. get into the offensive sets they do with no threat of somebody staying in the block and thinking that um, going queen set or going uh, kings, with, uh, you know, putting the tight end and the running back in the backfield, that, those guys are not um, in a position to stop a, a, a blitzing linebacker from that position. Yeah, and when they do the twists and the stunts and stuff like that, I mean, our guys, we got some, we got some athletes, man. The Ingram's and the Chris Jones and the mm-hmm. Frank Clark's of the world. Like, not every defensive line has those kind of guys. Now, Tennessee has some great ones, right? Simmons and and um, uh, the guys that came and then Bud Dupree from linebackers. Yeah, so, I mean, they, those guys were getting after them, and I think we can get them after them um, exactly the same way. Make it a real long day. Uh, for one Joe Barrow. Well, coming up next, Barbara, I want to talk about something about Andy Reid, some magic he's doing. It's unheard of what he's doing. And I, don't, I think we take it for granted how good of a coach he is. Plus something you were a part of with Andy Reid that he's done here in Kansas City. I want to talk about how special that is. By the way, 417 likes Bink and Barbara together. I thought this might have been your wife, Barbara Shaw, but it's 417. <laughs> don't say the whole number, just in case but it don't, is. I'm not going to say the whole number. She I'm might got an out-of-state number. It okay, could be well, her. Okay, it is. Well, hey, Miss Barbara, how are we doing, Miss Shaw? It might be her burner, anyway. burner phone. All right, Sean Barber is part of something special. Yes, he was. Next. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Big and Night. Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez producing Barbershop. Sean Barber in the house. No players only tonight. We're doing a little playoff uh, Chief Spingle special. The talk of the shop right here. I went to the barbershop today, by the way. Yeah, you look good, man. It's half all the way around. <laughs> Pretty simple. Keep it simple. Andy Reid. This is incredible. He's third all time now with Shula for, play, right. for postseason wins. One more and he ties, uh, he ties Tom Landry. One more. That's All it. right. And then Make it happen Belichick's on got 31. They're sitting at 19. It's going to take a while to get that point. But put it this way, within this year or next year, he's going to be number one and number two with Bill Belichick all time. But the impressive thing to me, too, is, well, well, first of all, that's very impressive. But consecutive conference championship games. Belichick's been in eight of them in a row. John Madden's been in five in a row. Then tied for third is Tom Landry, Marv Levy, Andy Reid with Philly, Andy Reid with Kansas City. Like, he's done it twice, man. Two different teams. You were part of that Philly team uh, and went to the postseason during that run, that 0-1-0-4 run. You were in the midst of doing that. So my question to you is, when you look at these numbers by Andy Reid, like, how much does that impress you? Because you've been part of it. It's got to maybe 
I don't like. How was it then? I mean, was it was that the mindset? Hey, we need to go here every year. So I must. I, I think I'm a little bit less impressed because I was part of it. You know, like it's it doesn't seem alien or strange to me because I I lived it and I was I was a part of being a, a part of a team that the expectation going to Philly that year was we came off of 2001 and now it's 2002. Like we just was in the, in the NFC Championship game. We're going back. And then when I left, I knew they was going back again because the team was kept together. Um, when you when you when you have the ability to make guys really want to play in a certain area, they're willing to take a little bit less money. They're willing to do whatever it takes to keep the you want to say keep the band together. Uh, let's run it back one more time. We feel like it was unfinished. It was always unfinished business. Unfinished business. Let's you know get back and get. Was to that, that mindset with, with the other players on the team? Oh, when you look at the rookies and stuff, and they came in and say, "Hey, man, there's no training wheels here." This is about expectations. Oh, yeah. The train was was running. You had to jump on. The, we wasn't that, – that defense in Philadelphia, it was, you know, Spags told me when I got there, hey, this defense is like a train. Uh, we're not going to slow down for anybody. So either you catch up and learn how to run a blitz package and all the adjustments or we just won't play you. And that wasn't an insult to me. That was just letting you know the culture there. Like that's – when you get between those white lines and practice field, game field, like we run. We, we run. We, we run everywhere we go. There's no jogging. There's no walking. No loafing. Like you'll 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 feel so out of like you'll feel like you're out of place, um, and you'll realize it really quickly when you have a 300 pound lineman running by you going places. So um, don't make don't make any mistakes, man. The culture here is um, grounds on fire. Your hair's on fire. Um, they find so many different ways to say it, but it's about going some places with a purpose, um, doing things for a reason. And uh, trusting you, you know, trust, you got to trust your guys, and you got to go play, uh, play together. So that's the one thing, um, you know, when we when we when we make mental mistakes, or we have issues in the secondary where lack of communication or some so you blow coverages, you know, you just I, I know how hard the guys work at it to not make those mistakes. Have you ever looked at your postseason numbers? <laughs> no, I have. You know, I have. <laughs> Do realize, I, don't, I don't spend many times do looking realize, at it, man. Like you, you played in seven games, you had thirty six tackles. Five tackles for loss. You've got a forced fumble and a sack within those seven games with 36 tackles, but the five tackles for losses in seven games, you were almost getting a tackle for loss per game. It was a pretty respectable, uh, and you had a 10 tackle game as yeah. well in the postseason. Barbara, you turned it on, man. Hey, listen, I, I ain't got nothing. Hey, outdoor games, too, by the way. Always outdoors. Uh, I ain't got nothing on Nick Bolton, though. 20, 22, I think he ended up with 22 on the season. Uh, um, 11. Tackles for loss? Yeah, you gave him too money. Uh, I thought he was on 22. Tackles. He led the team. I thought I saw 22 for no gain or losses. I thought he was at 22. Maybe the no gain, but the yeah. tackles for losses were at 11. The no gain, you might be right. Yeah, I think he had 11 and 11. So uh, he's, a, he's unbelievable. I mean, man, the, the, the man's a – he got a nose for the ball like no other, man. So watch the Missouri, man. If you watch the Tigers game, it's all you talked about. Taped don't lie. So, so always around the football. We, always, we got coaches moving to different areas. We have, you know, uh, Ryan Poles. Congratulations, to that young man going to uh, Chicago to try to change that. That you know, the, yeah. Finally, they're taking somebody, the Chiefs. Right? Madhouse so, going to LSU. Finally, they're Matt taking. House going to, hopefully, you know, EB gets a spot, but we'll see. So wherever these guys are going, man, we just want to wish them success. And uh, obviously, with promotions and with excitement that those guys go and uh, be be productive and creative and do some amazing things with those things with those uh, different franchises yeah. but I, but I say that to say um, no, no matter where I was at um, I was always once I got exposed to coach Andy Reed and the way that we played defense and the way we practiced 
Um, there was times I was with, was with org- other organizations, and sometimes it made you look around like, what are we doing here? Like, like, or it's not, it seems like everyone wasn't on the same page, or some or coach thinking that we we're going to practice special teams, and another coach thought we was going to the offensive uh, special cap period, and somebody, like, you got different um, agendas, and, and, you know, some, 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 uh, one side of the ball is trying to hit records, the other side of the ball is trying to, you know, get a sack record or a turnover record, and it seemed like, you know, after being exposed to what, what Andy expects from the, the team and the, the entire organization to be on the same page, be one voice, everybody's, you know, going in one direction. That's the way a team moves. That's the way a team be, is, 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 uh, achieves success and becomes great. Um, it's not always going to end up being a Super Bowl championship, but you're going to be proud of the outcome. The process was always greater than the product, and he believed that. Barbara, I want to get your picks here. We can take a break, but I want to say this one thing. I want to give Kansas City a shout-out. First of all, Jordan Willis, he was the one that blocked that uh, punt in Green Bay. Okay. Kansas City kid from Rockhurst. All right, so there's Kansas City kid there. And the other thing is this, too, and we'll go to break, but this is funny. So Denver, their fans always had a complex because when they got Shane Ray, he had a Chiefs tattoo on his back. They didn't like that. <laughs> then they draft Drew Locke, Kansas City kid. They can't get away from Kansas City. Nathaniel Hackett comes in as their head coach today, hired. Right, Julio? You know where he played high school football? Tell me. Blue Valley Northwest. Ah. And so they go Kansas City, and you know there's got to be pictures of him wearing Chiefs gear because his dad was Paul Hackett and worked for the Chiefs. But regardless of that, we'll take a timeout. We come back, we'll find out who the uh, Chiefs are going to play in the Super Bowl. Right, Barber? Yes, we'll do sir. that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. And welcome back to Bink at Night slash Bink and Barber, Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez, Sean Barber himself. Sean and I did a lot of radio when it was around the uh, Christmas and New Year's time. We had fun. We got you covered for Christmas. You brought in moon pies. Had you covered for New Year's. We talked some football. We're talking playoffs now. All right. Rams, Niners. Niners have beat them twice this year. Now, the weird thing that would be is last year the Chiefs became the first team to play a team in their home stadium when the Chiefs played the Bucks in Tampa, which when that game was set, it looked like a safe bet. Like, they didn't even get in there. But then Tom Brady ended up there, and they got there. So the Chiefs played the Bucks there. Now, if the Rams beat the Niners and the Chiefs beat the Bengals, the Chiefs are once again playing a team in their home stadium in the Super Bowl. You don't think it's a big deal. No, I don't. I, th- I think that at the end of the day, man, you know, playing home for the Super Bowl has its own uh, drawbacks. You know, being around family and all your friends and all the hype that comes with the Super Bowl, it, it's kind of a maybe more of a a positive to kind of get away from your hometown um, and, and spend that week of uh, the media week and everything just focus on the game itself. My understanding is they would these teams aren't going to travel to like the Thursday right before the game. They can do that whole week thing. Still Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's a, that's a lot of time to be at your hometown to deal with um, your friends and family being in town. So I, man, to be honest, I'd rather be the away team. I'd rather be be able just to be away and be focused on the, the the nature, you know, the game at hand, and make our adjustments, make everything, and just you know not not worry about it. So did you have a lot uh, of friends and family that uh, came around when you were making money? I mean, coming from University of Richmond and playing for the Washington football team, um, you know, that's less than an hour away, a couple I, hours, you know, an hour and a like, half away. I mean, being a pro athlete, man, I mean. You, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of folks. A lot of cousins come out of the Man. Board. I've been calling you my first I got cousin a big, for the I got a big time. family. 
I got a big family to begin with, so <laughs> Julio, I, you know, he was like Julio and are distant relatives. Yeah, like that's my second and third cousin. Um, but uh, yeah, I, didn't, I wouldn't say they came out the woodworks. I, I mean, I got a big family to begin with, so they wasn't they wasn't hiding to begin with, and so getting to, <laughs> getting to the league didn't make them any any less relevant. So well, who wins we, that game? Who wins? You're the great prognosticator. You do a great job every year. We do the survivor picks. Yeah, this year wasn't your year, but you won it last year. You were like me, and you were snake bit by some teams that let you down. Clearly, I was let down. You were let down this year. But yep. you're very good at picking these games. Man. Niners beat them twice. Niners are a physical, physical, physical football team. Jimmy Garoppolo's got the UCL in the thumb and the shoulder. You know what? It didn't matter in, a, in, a, in the frozen tundra. It, well, some of his throws, it looked like it mattered, right? Well, but they, but they, yeah, but they didn't need him to be good, and he wasn't. Well, I mean, but how many balls were supposed to be picked up? Like, I, I think I remember at least four balls that – should have been. <laughs> if the DB would have been looking at the ball, it barely hit him in the face. This mask. cat, as bad as he is, could be in two Super Bowls in three years. That's insanity. Again, so, I mean, again, I'm, I'm looking at what I saw on film. I'm not looking, like, the fact that the defense didn't intercept it don't mean that it wasn't a bad ball, bad balls. Every every throw he made to the flats was late and was almost picked up. So four four balls, I think, I remember seeing um, that the Packers didn't, didn't play um, and, and make a play on the ball. And then, off, I mean, the, the offense didn't score a touchdown. And, and you know, to rely on special teams, a block field goal to keep the uh, Packers off the scoreboard before half, a block punt to, you know, your only offensive, you call it offensive, but the only touchdown uh, you score in the game, man. That's, I, I, I don't know if I can rely on that, man. I think, well, they I pushed think Jimmy, on in. Vaughn Miller's doing well. Odell's already got 37 catches and six yeah. touchdowns since he's been there. I would have more faith in this team winning if uh, Trey Young, um, was the quarterback? You mean Lance? Yeah, Trey Lance. It was Trey, Trey Young is the uh, guard for the for the Hawks. For the Hawks. <laughs> yeah, Trey. <laughs> Trey Lance. A big Hawks guy. So. Uh, yeah, but Trey. If Trey Lance was the quarterback, I think I have more faith. He in might the, play better than Jimmy G. I don't know. I think he is, man. But who are you taking? I got to take the Rams, man. I'm taking a hot, a hot team to stay hot. Um, man, Stafford. I always had much respect for him as a quarterback. He was just on a sorry team. He was on a Thanksgiving every day, man. Every every year, man. See what Stafford's up to. Yeah, now he's got you know Sean McVay in that offense rolling. They got you know they got hey man that, that defense is a bunch of stars on that defense. So I think the third time's a charm, and the, the Rams gonna get the uh, they're gonna beat the 49ers. It's gonna be a physical game, but I think that vertical game is gonna be too much for the Niners. All right, so we're getting close to it here, Sean. We got about 40 seconds. What happens in the Chiefs game? Oh, man, Chiefs all day, man. I think this is going to be, uh, of the two games, I think the the Rams is going to be a closer game. I think the Chiefs will probably win by 11. I'm going to get 38-27. And that, that, that 27 is going to be like some late points, like two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to even make it that close. So uh, I think we run away with it, man. Our offense, Kelsey, man, they can't stop him. Logan Wilson, linebacker on Kelsey? Come on, man. Got fit, uh, 12 seconds. you like the name Grim Reaper? Hey, I love the name Grim Weeper. I do, too. That's Sean Barber. It's been played well, Bacon Night slash Players Only slash Bacon Barber. Thanks, Julio Sanchez. Good night, everybody. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.